The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. And he spoke to them at length in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once because the soil was not deep, and when the sun rose, it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on rich soil and produced fruit, a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, Because knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given, and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear, but not understand. You shall indeed look, but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and be converted. And I heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed sown on rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy, but he has no root and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, as I mentioned at the beginning, my heart is just bursting at the seams. I want to thank all of you so much, those of you who were able to be here, and even those of you who said, I can't be there, Pastor, we're out of town. Just all of the love that you have given to me and to my family in this celebration. And I especially want to thank our church council and uh, my colleagues and teammates and all the volunteers who put the celebration together last week. And it was, it was so rich and so beautiful. Thanks for the cards, the kind words that you have shared with me, the gifts that you've given to my family, for this travel fund that was established. I don't know who you all are who gave to that, but I can tell you this, that my, uh, my family is already dreaming about a Milky Family adventure next year, 
that we might not have to sleep in a pop-up camper this time, you know, so they're very, very excited. So thank you. We're looking forward to that. You filled us up. You so filled us up. And I hope that you also are feeling the love, that this, this celebration wasn't just about my 25 years, but about our 25 years, this beautiful life that God has given to us, doing this life together that, that we call Trinity Lutheran Church and School. As someone said to me in reflection, you know, when you're given a mountaintop moment in life like this, it gives you a great vista, one in which you can look back to where you've been, but also look ahead where the Lord is leading. And oftentimes the Lord uses these mountaintop moments to lavish us with his love and his grace to heal us from things that have happened in the past. The dark valley is where we've been. And now as we're up on the mountain and we look back at that dark valley, we can see, oh no, the Lord, he was with us still in that moment. He was there to bring us through and bring us to this mountain. And he took it and he worked it all for good. And then as we turn and we look ahead and see the vista in front of us, we know that in this life, of course, we can't stay on top of a mountain. That there are going to be more valleys to cross in the future. Challenges and difficulties, pain suffering but when those things and when those moments come what we can do is at that moment in the valley look back and remember the mountain that we're on right now and that even in the valley the Lord is still good and he is still with us and that there is going to be another mountain just around the corner as Pastor Shellhorn shared last week in his wonderful homily and I have to be honest ministry is hard it's often heartbreaking. And I'll confess to you, sometimes in the 25 years, it's been easy to get frustrated and to doubt and to even worse, sometimes grow up cynical and despairing. When you put so much of your life into something, all of the hard work and all of the effort, it's then very easy to sink into a little bit of a pity party and think to yourself, does it, any, does it really matter? I mean, nothing seems to really change. Do people really care? Am I really making a difference? So then why am I trying so hard? But I don't think that is the sole territory of pastors. I think every one of you feels the same way. You know what that's like. When you have poured yourself into somebody, maybe your child or spouse or a dear friend, and no matter how hard you have tried and cried and prayed, it just doesn't seem to get through. That's why we need these readings today. Because not only do they give us somewhat of an explanation as to why not, but also these readings give us great hope. As Jesus teaches in his famous parable, there are some hearts that are like a hard, trampled down path. Nothing seems to get through. And perhaps that's because these are people who have been trampled on and they're hurt. They don't want to trust anybody and so therefore they're not going to let anybody in. Or maybe it's the person who's the exact opposite. They are so self-centered. They have beat down a path of their own and they don't let anybody get in their way because they're so determined on what they think is going to make them happy. And they are stubborn and they resist anything else. It's going to be their way. 
And then Jesus says there's those who are like rocky soil, shallow people. We all know shallow people, don't we? You only get the surface. You wonder what's really going on beneath the surface. And so for a hot minute, they are excited. They are on on fire, but it doesn't take very much, you know, just get out of the rhythm for a couple of weeks of going to church and they fade away or, or, or maybe something difficult comes their way or maybe something they think is just a better offer and they're gone. <laughs> and third, he says, there are those who do have roots. They love the Lord. They're committed. They're actually involved, but they don't see it coming. Very slowly, it creeps in. Maybe it's their career, or their personal pursuits, the, the money, the, their kids and all of their activities, and they don't see it happening, but slowly it just chokes out their faith. People can be so deeply disappointing. And it hurts, not because it's a rejection of us, though we feel that, no, it hurts because they fall away from the one who, who loves them so much. We want them to, we want it so badly for them, but they don't get it. And yet before we get too pompous, and think it's all about them, not us, <laughs> don't you see that those same soil types are inside of you? I know I see them in me. The real mystery, though, of this parable is what kind of a sower throws seeds in places where he knows it's not going to grow? I mean, why? Why would he waste all of that seed on hard and shallow and rocky soil? Why would he waste it? Because nothing with our Lord is ever wasted. He's the one who never gives up on us. He's the one who sees beyond the hardness and the rocks and the thorns. That beyond all of that, no, no, no. See, there still is soil in there where his seed can grow. He sees that the hardness just needs to be broken up a little bit and softened with the rain. That when you dig up those rocks, then you can get below that shallow surface. That thorns, they can be cut out and burned in the fire. And then then there's still rich and fertile soil for his seed to grow. And that seed is potent. As the Lord said through Isaiah in our first reading, my word will not come back to me empty. It will accomplish my purposes. That word, though, is more than words printed on pages, read in readings, proclaimed in sermons, that word is more than words. It's more than teachings and ideas and principles for living. No, 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 no. That word is above all the word. Everything the Father wants to say to you and to me, he has said in his son, Jesus. And as Isaiah said, he is the one then who has come down from heaven like the waters, but will not return empty. His purpose and his will and his plan will be accomplished. He will return to the Father with us in his hands. So then, my friends, let the nails and the spear that pierced his body 
pierce our hard hearts and break up that stubborn resistance within us. Let the one who was buried beneath the stone go past our shallow surface, past our rocks, digging them up and throwing them out, and let him penetrate deep into the depths of our souls. And all of those things that we think are so important in life, but that turn out to be thorns which entangle us and ensnare us, they've been woven into a crown of thorns that prick his sacred head but reveal to us the most precious treasure of all his holy and sacred blood. So let that blood for the forgiveness of our sins wrap our hearts and permeate us. One of the best things that God has taught me in 25 years is patience. When I was a young pastor, I was so impatient and I wanted everything right now. I'm like that still sometimes. (laughs) But as our Romans reading teaches us, we have to learn to wait. And it is an eager, groaning, laborious kind of waiting. But the Lord is not done with us. So never say never. You see, I've had the joy of watching people walk away and sometime later come back of hurts that are so deep, be healed, and people reconciled to one another. I've seen people that I thought, he's never going to change, and he changed. And I've watched in the mirror a young, green, know-it-all kid full of faults and a lot of impatience who's still learning how to become a pastor and a follower of Jesus got to be patient, friends. Patient with others and patient with ourselves. If you're the kind of person who beats yourself up constantly and says, oh, I, I ought to be better than I am. Okay, yeah. But the Lord is so patient with you. So you, be patient with you. It's not our sheer determination and, and effort. Only he makes things grow. Last week, Pastor Shalhorn referred to the sermon that the now sainted Pastor Peters preached at my installation 25 years ago. And at the end of his manuscript, he wrote this little note. In my 48 years as pastor, Pastor Peters said, I can say from my own heart, it is a calling second to none in joy, in hard work, in satisfaction, in disappointment, in fulfillment, and the humbling awareness that we can only plant the seed. God, the Lord alone, brings the harvest. For the moment, I'm still on the mountain, and I am so grateful for it. My friends, as I look ahead, I see, oh, next year is our 150th anniversary, and we're talking about expansion and so many opportunities the Lord is giving to us. And as I look behind us, I see how our Lord has led us to this point, how he is so faithful. But looking back also reminds me of the challenges, the heartache and the sacrifices that were once made and that will need to be made again if we move forward. So as we move forward, 
I have only really one dream for us, one, one hope and one prayer. It's not about buildings or programs or ministries that we're going to try to do. No, no, no. My prayer is this, that Jesus would be so genuinely, so deeply implanted in your heart and in my heart and in the hearts of the people who are yet to come, that his word that is sown among us would not return empty, that we would bear much fruit. Because you know what's inside of fruit? Seeds. Seeds for others. That the one who lives in us would then live in them. And that then when he returns to bring us to the Father, he will not return empty. He will bring in the full harvest. Would you please just take a moment of your own prayer time now and pray that your heart would be open, the hardness would be broken up, rocks dug out, thorns cut out, that Jesus would be so deeply implanted in you.